Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of Auto Targa. I'm your host Ali and alongside my co-host Antonio, we have a debate actually that's been ongoing between me and Antonio for quite some time now. Um, so me and Antonio both own E46 BMWs, which if you don't know, are the uh, BMW 3 Series generation from the late 90s to the mid 2000s. And so I own the E46 M3 and he owns an E46 ZHP, which is basically, it's a BMW 330i, but a little bit more performance oriented compared to the standard 330i. It's a special package. And the ZHP is basically the closest you can get to an M3 in a four-door uh, three series from the E46 generation. Uh, now they're both great cars. Um, me and him are kind of not on the same page as to which is better than the other. But before we get into that, Antonio, I want to show you something I found on Facebook. Uh, let me send you the link here. Take a look at this thing. All right, hit me with it. All right, take a look at this thing. We have a 1986 Pontiac Fiero, and you might not be surprised to hear that it is a kit car. It has a Ferrari F40 wow. uh, body kit on it. And it is obviously bright red, as many Ferraris are. Uh, real Ferraris, I should say. I don't remember the exact name of the red. Do you, Antonio, do you know? I don't know the exact name of the red, no. I don't either. Yeah, I'm not going to guess. I, I'd probably get it wrong. But, Tony, what do you think about this thing? It's a little bit ratty. Um, there's some, you know, cracks in the body and everything, but the interior, you know, it's there. It looks okay. Uh, it's got a 350 small block Chevy in it. It's got a five speed. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, looking at it, you know, I can tell that it's a kit car, but you know, the inspiration is there. The inspiration is there. Yeah. 10,500 is what they're asking. Uh, this thing's in Arkansas. I mean, kit cars are obviously a lot cheaper than the real deal in most cases, if not all cases, actually, I think. But, I mean... In this case, maybe maybe off by a few hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> maybe millions. I'm not exactly sure where the F40 pricing is nowadays, but it, I know yeah. they're going for a lot nowadays. But, yeah. I mean, 10000 for a kit car is not insane and i mean it's like a 350 with a five speed and a fiero which is obviously a very small very light car i mean that's gonna be kind of fun and something I mean, that's yeah. kind of goofy like this i don't know i mean if you want to if you want to trick somebody that doesn't know cars very well this is perfect i mean no i don't know if they'll fall for this i mean i think, think they you will could... I think you could hit somebody with this is a Ferrari and they would probably buy it if they don't know what they're looking for. And if they don't look inside. <laughs> True. The seats um, are not very compelling or the dash or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. The whole interior does not look Ferrari at all. I don't know, Antonio. I think for 10 grand it might be a little too much, but I think at like six grand, I think this thing would be fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not completely sure what this buyer's justification for 10, 10,500 is. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe it's just that it looks like a Ferrari, but that's a terrible justification. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I kind of like this thing. I know it's a little bit ratty, but I kind of like it. Now, the important thing is, like I, I was telling you this um, not too long ago, you can't build a kit car. You can only buy one. Because taking a car and throwing a kit on it that makes it look like a janky Ferrari or like a Lamborghini or something, that's kind of, I don't know. In my eyes, I it's kind of disrespectful in a way. Yeah, right? I mean, even if it's just a Fiero, still. Um, it's more respectful to the Ferrari, like the real deal Ferrari that it's based off. But I think once the damage has already been done, it's okay to buy a kit car. You just can't build one. I agree. I agree. Do you want to do you want to sink your time into a kit car that is a fake Italian car with a 350 small block Chevy or invest your 10,500 into an actual real car? <laughs> it's not a kit That's car. That's true. There's a lot of uh, cars you could buy for 105. Yeah, exactly. Might be a better choice than this. I agree. Um, I mean, something comparable to this. Maybe not. I don't know if comparable is the best word, but something as fun as this for ten grand, or maybe more fun, would be something like. Man, maybe you should just get like a, um, F body Camaro or something. You can get like yeah. an SS F body with like an LS one. It's definitely. It'd be a better choice than this. Yeah, I agree. Maybe uh, like um. Oh, early 2000s, like a Mach 1 Mustang would be a good choice, too. Um, I, hopefully those haven't gone up too much in value. I think they're still around 10 grand. That kind of stuff. Um, an E36 M3, if you can find one for 10 grand, now, 10 grand nowadays, would also be a good choice. I don't know. There's a lot of other options. Yeah. For, for 10 grand, the car market at the moment, is you have quite a few options. So are you going to want to do it on a... Uh, kit body F40 or like what you said F body Camaro Mustang anything like that yeah I don't know but I think if the price was right this would be a pretty fun car it would be kind of fun yeah Um. yeah so I'm not sure I don't know if I would ever own something like this but. would you drive to Arkansas to get this thing <laughs> Or is it Arizona? Oh, is that Arizona? I thought it said Arkansas. Maybe it is Arizona. Wait, is it Arizona? Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's Arkansas. Arkansas. Would you drive to Arkansas? Would I drive from Indiana to Arkansas for this thing? For you this know, Arkansas thing. is not terribly far. I think it's only like seven, eight hours from where I am. For, okay. Two, I don't know. No, would I drive? would I drive down there with someone and then me drive this thing back? I don't know about that. Would I trailer it back <laughs> for the right price? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if I would want to drive it that far. But for ten five, you're staying put. For ten five, yeah, I'm. Um, I'm not interested. What about starting price seven? Uh, I might talk them down a little bit. But talk them down, get a good deal, drive down there, deal. pick up a. I mean, hell, it's probably the closest I'll ever get to owning an F forty. So. So. There you go. Yeah. So I think you're right. At the right price, this might be kind of fun. I think it could be pretty fun. 
It'd be fun to zip around like a track with this thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it probably wouldn't be competitive with anything anyone's got on a track nowadays. Yeah, probably not. But it kind of just be fun to just tool around with on a track. Yeah, I mean, depending on uh, what what it say a three fifty is that what it said? Small block, yeah. I mean, got some lower end torque. It's not fast, obviously, but you know, it's got a little bit of power. Right, so you could have a little bit of fun with it. You could have some fun with it, yeah. All right. Now, getting on to our debate, which me and you still haven't come to an agreement on, between the M3 and the ZHP, right, from the E46 uh, generation of the BMW 3 Series. So you own, uh, what is it, a 2005, I think? Yep, 330i ZHP. Yeah, you've got a six-speed manual, um, four-door. You've got the uh, Alcantara interior, I believe, with the cube trim, so pretty desirable. Yes. Um, you've only got like 160 on it, I think, right? Yep. Okay. Pretty low mileage. Yeah, right below 160. Okay. And then I've got the 2006 um, BMW M3. Uh, it's a coupe. It's a manual, six-speed manual. It's black interior, uh, carbon black on black. So also pretty desirable. Uh, final year for the M3. I think the ZHP went on for one more year. Or maybe, I don't know if the sedan went on for one more year. That might have been the last year for the sedan, but... I know at least the coupe and convertible were made for one more year in 06. Yeah, so I mean, what? I think, I mean, I'm just going to flat out say it. The ZHP is just a more practical and still fun vehicle overall once you compare it to the M3. E46 M3. Yeah, I think in terms of which car is really better to own, I think I'm going to turn my back on my M3 and say that the ZHP is the better car to own. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's a fact. You have a fantastic four-door sedan with about 220 plus horsepower. It's very reliable. Well, not very reliable. Obviously, you're going to have... I'd say it's pretty reliable, especially for a BMW. It's very reliable, but even in general, it's... Especially, okay, so it's reliable if you... I mean, it's got a pretty reliable engine, and if you pair it with the six-speed manual, automatically pretty robust robust car. The only thing I would say is maybe the problem with most BMWs, the cooling system. It's bound yeah, to go out on that. I mean, yeah, it's bound to go out <laughs> on you sometime, but for the most part, pretty reliable vehicle. Now, let's yeah. take the E46 M3. All right. Let's not, now, do, let's not go too crazy with this. Engine. Now, listen. Okay. You... You can actually talk about this a little bit more because you have had to deal with the, with the, uh, oh, what am I saying? You've had to put up the expenses in order to keep this thing <laughs> running. I may or may not have had to do that. So what? Uh, why don't you tell everybody the fantastic issues with the <laughs> E46 that so, you've had to deal with? Well. Let's be let's be fair to the M3. I didn't really have I've never had any issues with it other than the uh, yaw sensor for the stability control. Now, in order to make that happen, I had to do some preventative maintenance so I wouldn't have any issues. Um, so these cars, the subframe likes to tear out from underneath the car, the rear subframe. Yeah. Uh, 
So you literally have to go in there and weld um, reinforcement plates onto the rear subframe. And what Luckily, year? That's what, already year been done. Your, what year is your uh, E46? It is a 2006. It is the last year. Okay. Well, obviously you're going to have a little bit of improvement to the subframe, but still some good preventative measures. From what I've heard, they really it still was a problem even to 06. Like they was never it really? really it. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, I, thought it got, I thought it got a little bit better in 05, 06, but no, still. it turned out that's what I thought initially too before I bought the car. But it turns out they pretty much all have that problem. But oh, luckily, it was it. reinforced before I bought it. That's about two grand usually, depending on where you take it. Wow. But luckily, I didn't have to cover that. Now, when I did buy it, I did have to do um, rod bearings on the car because, I mean, those cars, the S54 in that car, just eats through rod bearings. And I had no record of it being done recently, so I didn't want to risk it. Um, so I had the rod bearings replaced preventatively. I had the entire Vanos system overhauled. Um, that one was okay. There was a couple of small issues with that, but that's all been taken care of. Uh, while you know the car was under the knife, I had the valves adjusted. Uh, they had to be manually adjusted. Um, I had most of the gaskets for the engine replaced. Um, valve cover gasket, obviously oil pan gasket, just because that's in the way, um, as well as some other gaskets that go out. Um, pretty common on that car. I uh, did a couple suspension bushings that were kind of worn when I got it. Front uh, control arm. That was the front. I think it was just control arm bushings. And um, see anything else? I mean, some and fluids, you have to. Like you have to expect these things with the car that is extremely powerful and can do some crazy things when put on the road. I mean, and to yeah. take these preventative measures is a smart thing. Cause then you get the most out of the car. Yeah. Ever since I did that, I've had no problems with the car. The car I drive yeah. everywhere. It's very reliable. Now, should a car made by a manufacturer, like a top tier manufacturer, like BMW, should it need almost $5,000 in preventative maintenance when you buy a car to keep it reliable? Uh, depending on how you look at it, depends. Because, depends. yeah, because, yes, that's pretty insane for just like really any street car. But at the same time, it's not really a street car. It's kind of like, it's like a race car for the street in a sense. Like that the engine in it, the S54, I mean, that's that's got a lot of like crazy like racing um hardware in it like it's got i mean yeah and bodies, i know thousand and yeah. the tolerances in the engine i mean they've got to be pretty tight to manage yeah and i i mean i've ridden in the car with you a few times and i know uh when you put it into i forget what the mode is called but you put it into super 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 sport <laughs> oh it's just yeah the sport button and yeah but then you have um something that was installed Oh, that's just uh, that's just for the the throttle. Just how sensitive the throttle is. That's for the throttle. It just makes it feel faster. It's not actually faster. Yeah, but the response is crazy. Yeah, the response for, is pretty good. I mean, for for city driving, it's almost a bit unpractical. Yeah, it's a little bit rough. Um, and I know. I mean, when you when you got it, uh, I correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the clutch is not stock. 
It has some weird aftermarket clutch, and I think it's got a single mass flywheel, so the revs drop like instantly. So it's it's a little bit annoying just trying to drive around the city sometimes, but it's manageable. So yeah, we can't. I guess we can't make a determination just based on the feel of the car, because yeah, because it is not stock, and also it, it right. is on. I bought it with coilovers on it, which uh, I think it's ST coilovers. They're decent. They're not amazing, but they're decent. But it's not. It doesn't have the exact feel of a stock E46 M3. Right. But I mean, I I'm gonna admit, have you ever taken it to the track? I have not, but I have been told many, many times that I've got to take it to the track before I sell it, and I'm about to sell it pretty soon, and I don't think I'll have a chance to take it to the track beforehand. But I feel like this may not be my last chance owning an E46 M3. I might come back to another one later on, Somewhat, one in more of a desirable spec and maybe in a little bit better shape. Yeah, maybe um, maybe something one with, with yeah, definitely a more... Uh, Maybe a more stock model, just so you get the true feel of that E46. Yeah. I will say, though, one thing with the E46 M3 I really don't like. Um, I really don't like the transmission in it, that manual transmission. So you get a six-speed get track. Uh, I've driven Antonio ZHP. He's got a ZF six-speed on it, which yep. is an amazing transmission. Yes. Um, almost anything ZF, in my eyes, is pretty good, especially the modern ZF gearboxes. Automatic or manual, they're fantastic. And yeah, his his transmission feels amazing. But my transmission, oh, I just hate the way that thing feels. It just feels so weird when you're shifting it. And I just don't like the throws in it. I'm not a fan of it. Um, and honestly, it's gotten to the point where like I I almost want to try owning an SMG uh, semi-manual gearbox. I think is what it stands for. Hopefully, that's what it stands for. Um, M3, like the automated manual one. Just I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it's. I feel like it really would suit the car. I know a lot of people online hate on the SMG, but I think it suits the car better than the six-speed, or at least, at least I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. Now the only thing that's stopping me is the. I believe the SMG pump is like, if it goes out, it's like a really expensive repair, and I don't really want to deal with that. Other than yeah. that, I kind of want to try an SMG. Hey, it gives you that kind of Formula One style racing feel behind the wheel, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. And it gives it a little bit of character. You know, it's obviously not the smoothest transmission. You know, single. it's obviously single clutch from the early 2000s. But I, think it, I don't know, makes it a little bit fun. Gives it some character. Kind of like, you know, the older Ferraris, how people are like, oh, it's kind of fun that it's like not the smoothest thing in the world. Right, yeah. I mean, what the... I mean, it's gotten a whole lot better with um, technology and everything, the... SMG, yeah. but yeah, it'd be interesting. Oh, to the try newer out. dual clutches are amazing now. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even starting like the next generation M3, the E90 M3, the DCT. Um, yes, that's an amazing transmission. And yes. the C63 MG, the the W204 um, from the late 2000s, also has a seven-speed dual clutch. Also, a fantastic transmission. A lot of those newer dual clutches are really, really good. Yes, but fast, honestly, though, able to handle a lot of load, and it's just. Robust, yeah. yeah. But honestly, though, I think going back to the original debate, yeah, I really think that. I mean, I think the M3 is the better car, but to own the ZHP is better. But I think overall, I still think the M3 is better. I mean, yes. I mean, it's a fantastic vehicle. Um, 
It's got a lot of power. It's got great handling. It's got a 50-50 ratio front to back. So it's a great driving experience. Oh, the handling is unbelievable. Yeah. And I think to the everyday driver, the ZHP is the way to go. But I mean, if you're a if you're a car enthusiast that likes a lot of power and likes your uh, kind of mid 2000s uh, or I mean early 2000s BMW, I mean E46 M3 is not a bad choice. It's a great car. It is, but sometimes it's nice to just only have to deal with the ZHP problems, like just That's the cooling true. system and just minor leaks. Um, and I don't know about you, but I prefer the sound of the M54 and the standard 330i, like the ZHP, over the S54. Great sound. Yeah. The S54, like mine's got catalyst headers. I'm really not a big fan of the way the S54 sounds. Now, if you if if you put, um, what are those called? Like the CSL style carbon uh, intake on it. Yeah. Like the intake mm-hmm. manifold. Yep. That sounds pretty good. But in terms of like exhaust stuff, I really don't think there's a way to make them sound that great. Yeah, and it's almost it's almost the opposite on the ZHP. Uh, I like the, I think you take the intake off and put an aftermarket on that one. You're going to ruin the sound of ZHP. You can do a little bit more with the exhaust, but I think it's the opposite on the ZHP. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite. Um, I don't know if there's any options, kind of like the CSL carbon intake you could do it on M54. Maybe something like that would sound decent, but all the options I've heard for intake stuff don't really help the car too much. But the exhaust stuff, I do like the way... It, a louder M54 sounds. Yeah. Um, I think those sound pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know. I think overall, I mean, here's the thing too. You got to consider the M3 has quite a bit of horsepower, but torque is not too far off from the ZHP. Yeah. So figuring that the torque is pretty close. Um, they're both pretty good handling. Obviously the M3 is going to be a little bit better, but it's not too terribly far off with the ZHP. The ZHP is definitely better than the standard 330i. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you put them both on a back road, M3 be will do better, but is it better enough to do, like, is it worth dealing with all the problems they come with and, and that they're like way more expensive than, than the ZHP? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, got to weigh out your options. Get, you have to, you have to know how much you're willing to put into a car. Yeah. So overall, I still think... M3 is better, but I think that the ZHP is just better to own. It's just easier to own, really. Yeah, and for the everyday driver, the ZHP is probably going to reign supreme. Yeah, especially with, with um, well, I guess I don't own a stock E46 M3 with stock suspensions. I don't know how those feel. I'm guessing those are probably relatively comfortable. At least the one I have with coilovers, compared to your ZHP with stock suspension, yours is way more comfortable right yeah it's way more soft and stuff but you don't really lose out a lot on the handling and stuff yeah very i mean they're they serve different purposes in terms of what people are looking for so i mean some people are going to like the m3 some are people some people are going to like the zhp it really depends on what you like in a car yeah yeah, I guess that's right. It depends what you're into. Now, I wonder if I ever tracked... I wonder if we tracked the two cars. Would we really start to feel the difference? I bet we probably would. In, terms, probably, of, 
we'll probably start to see the like where the limitations of the ZHP are and where the oh, lack yeah. of limitations come in on the M3. Yeah. Because that's it's kind of hard, you know, on the street with cars. Because obviously both cars are not really all that fast, especially not the ZHP, but right. M3 is not really all that fast unless you're really high up in the rev range. Uh, and even then, by modern standards, it's it's not that fast. Um, it's only got 330 horsepower, I think. Um, so, yeah, maybe you really got to take it, take them both to a track and kind of have them side by side on the track and see what see what the differences are there. Really, I guess. Yeah. Well, Ollie, I don't know if we come to a complete conclusion, but. You know, there's... Maybe we need a part two after we hit the track with those two. Maybe. I think we that's should... the conclusion. I think maybe that might be the conclusion. That might be the conclusion. We'll start to look out for some uh, track days coming up soon near us. We'll see what we definitely, can do. Definitely. Well, this is going to end our debate on the two E46 BMWs, the ZHP and the M3. This is going to conclude our third episode of the Auto Targa podcast. We're glad that everybody tuned in today. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. Our next episode will be next Monday. And we hope to uh, have you listen 